Do you want me to tell you the trivia now before I forget? Because I'm already kind of forgetting. What? What trivia? Something I, I have a, I have a thing. I bet, I bet you guys don't know, and I just learned it on Friday after listening to another podcast. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Brian's ready. Born that way. Like, it feels like you're looking right into me. I'm just <laughs> gonna block you out, like, like you're looking through the camera at me. Um, all right. Who was the original and first? voice actor for the Joker on the Batman animated show, like the 90s one. Mark Hamill? No, he wasn't the first one cast. It was uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jeremy. Pre-stroke. For sure. I mean, darn it. Bruh. He, he I thought I would get you on that one. <laughs> I was no. like, everyone knows Mark Hamill. No. And then uh, I think everybody that uh, knows. Troy Baker was the next one. I think everybody Troy that Baker knows. was for the um who Troy Baker was for the DC animated movies that have been coming out steadily on direct to video like for years now. And they I just saw Justice Society and it is amazing. It is a fantastic movie. So but Well, that ruined. All right, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you for coming to the party. (laughs) All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm going to start over. Really? I almost said welcome to the party, but I I was like, don't say invite the party first. Yeah, but it's all right. Here we go. Off the cuff. Here we go. Off my off my cuff. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Invite to Party Podcast. I'm Jeremy, joined by my three beautiful babes. I'm Brian. I'm the one with the beard. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm the one who's not a babe. I'm Ray. uh, Totally a babe. Yeah. <laughs> You're all babes in my Dave's book. Dave's a babe too. Don't let him. Don't let him triple you. He's a. He's a fucking and Jeremy's a literal no. babe because he's the you know the child. Uh, I'm the youngest by like a year. All right. He's, he's such a like. He's Brian's such a like I'm wizened. I'm wizened. You're like a year and a half older than me. <laughs> wow. You bum. You just had that manly beard. All right. I'm getting there. Slowly, I uh, got that. I can tell it's been cream. now what eight months that you haven't shaved, and it's like fuzzy now. I trimmed yesterday. I was getting annoyed, and then I thought about just shaving, like not shaving, but like just buzzing all my head off or head off, hair right. off. That's what I do. I thought about I it. Got several clippers inside to keep the dome. I just want to do like like a nice like four, three or four, and just it gets annoying. Why? Well, just go skinning. Just just do it. Just pick it. You know, there's like I'm white, blue eyed, skinhead. It's not. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm a Hispanic man. I, you know, bald head. It looks good. It's all right. Yeah, it does look good. And women find it apparently. Uh, I can find the study and put it in the uh, the description below. But okay. uh, women it find won't. shaved head men more attractive and more masculine and like manly. Sure. Okay. And confident. People do apparently. that, right? No. Yeah, we're all saying that you won't do that. Although Shave we my head. In the stats, no, I don't want I, uh, stats in the description, but you're not going to do it. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 I'm not shaving my head because I need to be able to tell that my head's shaped like a peanut. No. Brian has been attacked magic. by the girl from the ring, apparently. Camera's uh, <laughs> been assaulted. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Oh. Welcome to the uh, Invite to Party podcast. My yeah. cam- my camera fell into an co- empty coffee cup. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the usual. Um, it's like, wow, that was a horror movie. It was very Blair Witch of you right there. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we're now into the, the post-blip part of the podcast um, since we no longer have any Disney Plus content to really carry the episode. So wow. this will be for this post-blip podcast. Um, I don't really know how to cope. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of like I just we have plenty of stuff. Hey, don't you have homework? I did have homework and I did it. It was actually uh, so uh, Dave and uh, I keep looking at Ray and thinking Brian. I don't uh, looking at <laughs> Dave and Ray made me or make or in the process of making me watch movies from like the 80s 
maybe mm-hmm. early 90s, mostly the 80s, 80s um, 90s, in order you know, to better history. understand them just as people and dorks or nerds rather not dorks that's different etymology uh or is that bugs i can't remember um yeah understand them better as nerds and where they come from and their evolution from you know like little caterpillars into the full-fledged beautiful babes they are today i don't know why i'm into that word right now sorry uh probably Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this week I watched Ghostbusters, the 1984 film. And uh, I liked it. I actually liked it. Uh, Normally I can't pay attention to movies. I find myself like not liking watching movies as much anymore. Um, I don't know why. Uh, But yeah, I liked it. It's kind of weird. This is like a side thing. I feel like I got so used to TV and like the concept of a movie is so weird because TV has like six eight ten hours to like develop a story but in ghostbusters they had like basically an hour and a half to Mm -hmm. like these characters set up the plot and stuff do like the rising action and then like resolve it and it's like holy crap like that's a lot of work to do in like such a short amount of time because even like movies now are like at least two hours well arguably that's better storytelling yeah, as you say, they they pull it off. I'm not going to say one format superior to the other, but older movies, in order to be classics, they had to be able to do that and make you attached to the characters by the end. So it was, it's fantastic storytelling and layered on well, top. I mean, of it. it has roots in theater. I mean, you're not sitting in the theater for ten hours watching a story exactly. develop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. Like those three acts have to happen in enough time that like it doesn't feel like you're there for an eternity. Mm-hmm. So. Also, most TV yeah, so shows I, back then, you were watching them live with commercials. So you had like, you know, you could go take a, you know, go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they talked uh, about this on this podcast uh, the other day. Uh, this other one, uh, Watch, Play, Listen. But um, like TV is like the serialization or like uh, the, the overarching story is relatively new compared to like um, TV as a whole. Because it used to be like you had to be able to watch one watch episode and like order. get it all at yeah yeah you had to be able to watch out borders so like it was like cyclical there's no real like evolution of characters over time Correct. but i feel like you know in the 90s that started to change maybe with like buffy and stuff like that Star certain Trek. shows, certain shows uh, challenged the format of that um and certain shows failed a lot mm-hmm. we got one season of firefly even though it had a really strong character development all distributed out of order mm-hmm. so but yeah, yeah, circling back to Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I'm trying to. Bill Murray just seemed like kind of like a smarmy dick, but almost like he didn't want to be there, but he was still having a good time. I don't know. It was like he was like joke, like meta joke, oh. like this movie's goofy. Who's on Discord? What? I have to quit Discord because it keeps beeping at me. Oh, I have headphones in. Never mind. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Bill Murray was was good. Um, it didn't feel like that '80s to me because, like, when you sometimes when you watch, I mean, it does feel '80s. Um, but like when you watch other '80s movies, maybe like uh, the stuff from uh, who did uh, Sixteen Candles? John Hughes. Uh, Hughes. Yeah, if you watch that, it's like holy shit, this is '80s. But this is like I don't know. It didn't really have like the kind of like cringy '80s humor. Well, a little bit in the beginning where he's like hitting on his student like that, you know, that, that toxic power. That's because nerds are timeless. But it's right. true. It's true. But uh, beyond that, I mean, it was great. Uh, Sigourney, I, I did not know Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver was in it. I don't know why. Because like, I've seen parts of it in the past, but like I, that's good. She's hot. Um, also 5'11 out of my league, unfortunately. Um, unless she likes short guys. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> um. And the, uh, the other thing I noticed was like the effects are like, mm-hmm. you can tell like it's kind of goofy, but like CG from the 80s, I imagine looked pretty terrible. So I'm glad they used practical there effects. Was well, no the CG first in fully this. realized CG character in a movie was in young, uh, no, young Sherlock oh. Holmes. Oh, oh, young, uh, young Sherlock Holmes. That's what I meant. It to was say. The, like the, the stained glass knight that comes out of the, the window Correct. during the, uh, like um nightmare scene with with um <clears throat> that was all done in cgi um but i don't know i don't know what year that was and then also the opening of labyrinth the owl flying i think was 
around the same time. Oh yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that was ILM. Um, and I think that was later than Ghostbusters. I yeah, think they, Ghostbusters they, they, is all practical effects, all mm-hmm. all done with stop animation or um, compositing. Yeah, yeah. positing film layers over things like that. Yeah. So I thought it looked fine. Like yeah, the Slimer, he looks good, and it, like they have like close ups, and it's like you know, old, there is one but... scene in it where Slimer is going around the chandelier that it's just a green painted uh, peanut. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also like the 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 worst probably composite scene in it. I think is the view from the gargoyle down onto the street when Dana's getting out of the cab with her oh. groceries, you can actually see through the composite of the like edge of the building and the mm. gargoyle. Like you can see through it because it like they have to play a fine line with compositing between making something super uh, like crisp and, uh, and uh, the, the transparency of it. Um, Similar to like in Star Wars, when you look in the in Empire Strikes Back and in when they're in the snow speeders, you can see through like the the cockpit arms while they're flying around like that the the big walkers mm-hmm. because you couldn't cut those edges so tight within the compo- composite, so you had to use transparency to hide those like blends. Man, I have to go back through and watch. Yeah, I never noticed that because I've seen this movie like I would say a hundred times, which is still a thousand times less than Dave, and I've never seen that. Like I was so lost <laughs> at the movie when I watch it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I like how quick it moved. Um, it was almost weird because like they just ignored things like that were fine. Like it, like I feel like a lot of movies nowadays go real deep into like the origin, and then it's like quick through the action, and then like the end. But like, where did they get like the guy just had like the the gun things just like lying around. He's just a genius and he had those. They explain that he's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like they didn't have like the whole like he's building this. Like they didn't have a scene like a montage. They did have uh, one scene where he's building building it. it. When they're talking about the last of the petty cash and they're sitting around with the the Chinese food. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he got in that scene like he's he has a screwdriver. He's working on one of the neutrinos oh, in that scene. I did not know. So that. he's he's building it. Yeah, he's he's building it in the in the in the movie. So they they do allude to it, but yeah, it's not like Tony Stark, where half the movie is him, you know, hammering on a piece of yeah. metal. Making, yeah, yeah, and yeah kind of like life lessons along the way. That. Storytelling mm-hmm. has changed quite a great deal because uh, a lot of the movies that you're going to be watching on this list don't have like details on stuff. They're not plot holes. They're just the movie makers said, who gives a shit? I need to tell you this whole story. Stop focusing here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was a different, it was a different brand of storytelling where a little bit hyper focused and and detail oriented. They get by Ghostbusters a lot with um, what, what you don't see on screen, them building they make up with in the aesthetic of what they built. I mean, the proton pack looks like something that you could build in a garage. Yeah, because they did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they they basically took you know parts from from different like mm-hmm. um, you know parts stores out in L.A. Uh, you know, from from like you know aircraft, um, you know junkyards and and that kind of stuff and and uh, electronics. You know, and they they you know cobbled together proton packs. Same with the Ecto one. A lot of the stuff you see there is all stuff like out of like you know airplanes and stuff. Like they just kind of mm-hmm. cobbled it together into something that looked cool. So yeah. they they tried to do that again in the 2016 movie, and it looks like steampunkish almost. Um, yeah, yeah, too many moving set. parts. But like I, I think they, like that kind of makes up for it. So you get it, it tells the. The props tell the story that you're not seeing on, on the screen. The thing I thought was kind of weird was they introduced Winston, right? Um, yes. They like in like the last third of the movie, which seemed uh, kind of yeah. odd. Uh, the reason behind that is that was actually supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be in the movie as the fourth Ghostbuster from the beginning. Uh, mm. When he couldn't do the film, they recast it with Ernie Hudson and they – cut down the part unfortunately to what you see he he was originally supposed to be you know part of the group from the beginning mm-hmm. it was, it was so also it, supposed to be uh, yeah, it was supposed to, 
John Belushi was supposed to be in it. Um, yeah. And then uh, they they replaced him with Bill Murray after Belushi passed away. Um, oh. So th- there was definitely some. There, there could have been a different movie out there that was Ghostbusters. Um, I don't know if release the you, Snyder cut. No, no, there is there is no <laughs> Snyder cut because he passed away beforehand. But there there is definitely a expanded um, treatment for the movie because when Dan Aykroyd writes a movie, he writes a phone book, and it takes somebody else usually to cut that down into to manageable slices. So if you look at, at Ghostbusters, which he penned, it took Harold Ramis and, and uh, um, Ivan Reitman, you know, to do a pass on it. Because originally the Ghostbusters were going to be hopping through dimensions. The Ecto-1 was going to be black with purple lights. They were going to be dressed more like SWAT personnel with, like, actual wands that looked yeah. like batons. Um, and, like, face shields and stuff. And, like, they were going to be, like, more of, like, a brute squad. Um, so there was, there was definitely a, uh, it definitely took a, a turn. Yeah. Say, I like the more, look. Yeah. Like it, they became more like a everyday, like you said, like a exterminator or a, uh, a garbage man. You know what I mean? Like a blue collar yeah. worker. Um, uh, so I like that. A lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they definitely did a good job with. It lends with itself more to a in. comedy movie. I mean, he did the same thing with the blues brothers. He wrote like, you know, a, a phone book. Like the Bible, there was a lot more. In it. Some of those deleted scenes yeah. are still, yeah. Uh, some of those deleted scenes are still around for both movies, but um, they, they were definitely uh, cut down. Like John Landis cut down the Blues Brothers and uh, made it more manageable and palatable. So, hey Dave, uh, Dave, I got a question. This is for Jeremy. Wasn't Winston originally supposed to be like ex-military in their security in one of the versions? Yeah, they allude to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and the comics go deeper into it, how he was like an ex-Marine, like he was a retired yeah. Marine and um, looking for work back in New York City. And like he that's he was like, you know, going to be the, uh, you know, the, the more military side of things, like sure, the straight tactical guy. and stuff. And then like um, they actually in, in both the comics and then in the, the video game that followed, um for PlayStation three and stuff there that with all the original cast returning, like the, all the mm-hmm. original ghostbusters, um, he actually earns his PhD and he becomes a doctor too, just like the rest mm-hmm. of them and stuff. And he's on That's very cool. Has equal, like, you know, billing, um, in the video game. So like, yeah, I, don't that's kind of like a, around a, I don't need to start carrying around a justice for Winston placard or anything. I so, think you but, do because in a lot of like the advertisements and stuff, like hashtag where's Winston, like yeah. the original movie poster just had the three of them on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of shitty. Like, you know, Ernie's definitely a part of the crew and, and he, he definitely had a reduced part, which kind of sucks. But again, he was kind of an unknown, I guess. Honestly, I mean, he had been out like and stuff, but like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what his full filmography was when he got that job. But I, I think the, the line that got the most laughs in my house between myself and my sister repeatedly was tell them about the Twinkie. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's oh, And it always makes me chuckle. Anytime I see someone picking up a Twinkie, I immediately hit that line again in my head. So <laughs> I got you. Um, no, I, I enjoy Winston's line. I've seen shit that would turn you white. You white, yes. Uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> the trial thing with the EPA guy or the the mayor and the EPA guy, yeah. which I thought was a very '80s cliche. It's like I feel like in a lot of '80s movies, like the authority figure, even if like they're right, like the EPA guy, like he's just doing his job. There's, I'm sure, there's plenty of like places in New York that were just like you know dumping trash and like not, you know, oh, yeah. he's doing a good I, job. I, but it's funny, like. like they're always the bad guy, even if like they're doing like even the NYE professors at the beginning, like he's wasting funds that they have for the professors, like clearly not doing like his actual job and like creating phony research that's not going to go anywhere. That's like falsifying data or whatever. So like they were right to kick him out of the NYU or wherever the colleges they had. Uh, but th- he looks like the bad guy because he was like, you know, smarmy dick when he's like, we're kicking you out of the school. <laughs> but uh, I just thought that was a funny 80s thing where. Yeah, it's much like one division where where sword was actually right the whole time, but they mm-hmm. get made out to be the bad guy. It's like that trope of kind of flipping those expectations because uh, 
you know, it's, you know, damn the man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I had a question. Um, I think I can't remember who said it. Uh, Ray, I think, said it. That's the guy's name, right? Dan Aykroyd is Ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ray yes. Got it. Yes. Um, he you. said he goes to. He was at Camp Wakanda, right? Camp Wakanda. Uh, or... I could yeah, have thought. I swear Wakanda. to God, he said it's no. It's a. Uh, if it's just a, I just thought I was like Wakanda. Is that I didn't know? If like Black Panther was like uh like around and Wakanda was around then. Okay, actually, time. I have a question for Jeremy. Now that you've seen this movie and you enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you find this enjoyable? Yeah. Are you one so, going to check out the the sequel Ghostbusters two, and are you more excited for Ghostbusters Afterlife that's coming out? I probably won't watch Ghostbusters two. Okay, maybe. Um, but I do want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. I okay. Didn't see that. It, it's uh, Camp Wakanda, but it's with a C. Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda. C O N. Culture. Yeah. No, he wasn't chilling out with T'Challa around the campfire, roasting Stay Puft marshmallows and singing songs. I thought. I, when I was watching, I was like, "Man, I wish they like made." I th- there was an animated show, right? But I kind of yeah. wish they had made like a live action show. Like this could have been a cool season. Like they're different ghosts. They're capturing there, like, the uh, monster of the week or whatever. Yeah. And there is talk about a thing. Ghostbusters TV show coming out. Um, I think it'll really depend on how Afterlife does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Afterlife we're also going to see decent, it. Yeah, yeah. If, if it yeah, does, I, decent, I, I imagine them not because it can't be that expensive. As long as they get great comedic actors for it, the, the cartoon I think that was we're good, also going to see. Yeah, well, that's because it was written by J. Michael Straczynski. Like, yeah, like watching whole, like almost all the first season, but I don't remember yeah. it specifically. I, I have the box set of it. It's hard to find now, but it's definitely worth getting if you can get your hands on it. It's one of the Is few '80s cartoons I know. So I will. F- <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. There's a special place in hell for people that like the 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 filmation ghost filmation Ghostbusters. Just yeah. a fucking. Did I watch that? So I don't the, know which yeah. one I saw. Let, uh, let me put it to you this way, and, and I have friends that consistently to this day make fun of me or or like get me gifts that are from the filmation Ghostbusters, um, or sing the goddamn theme song when I'm around. Because, like, I told the story, like, a while back to a bunch of my friends how, like, we used to have TV Guide. And I know you young bucks probably don't understand what TV Guide I is. That. I know what TV Guide you is, know. yeah. If there's nothing else to read on the toilet, I'd flip through it. Like, what the fuck Well, is this? they used to have, like, listings and shit, right? And mm-hmm. it would say Ghostbusters on Saturday morning, and you'd get all excited, and you'd tune in. And inevitably, inevitably it would be the goddamn Filmation Ghostbusters. It was such a <laughs> fucking letdown, because who wants to see that stupid fucking monkey and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang driving around, solving fucking crime <laughs> Scooby-Doo style? I wanted to see my boys dance, Spangman, yep. you know, Spangler, and, and, and Zedmore. I didn't want to see these stupid asses. So like yeah, it would piss me off. Like I would be upset. Like as a kid, I'd be like, you know, probably crying in my Smurf cereal or whatever the fuck I I have to agree with you. (laughs) The first time it happened to me, because they were on at different times with different channels. The first time I got them confused and mixed up, I was like, Oh well that's poop. Like in in my like eight or nine year old head, I'm saying, that's just like poops and stuff. I hate this. (laughs) Like (laughs) same thing happened. I understand. Yeah, like I, I didn't understand the concept of like TV stations when I was that young, or what like times. Like I just looked in the TV guide, and you know what what's on Saturday morning. Like there were certain shows that you knew because, like you know, I get up at seven and this show's on, or I get home from school at four, and you know when I get home, Buffy, you know whatever is playing. Yep. Yeah, you know, but like when I was that young, when this was out, you know. I look at the TV guide. Oh, Ghostbusters! Sweet. You turn it on, and it's that stupid. Let's go, Ghostbusters! Let's go. You just want to just punch babies. Yeah, just, just. Yeah, if it's not who you gonna call, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's maybe being punched. So, uh, what what else did you get out of the movie? Anything? Oh, 
interesting or insights? I wrote it down twice. Rick Moranis steals the show in his. Oh my tackle. god! Yes, he's so funny. He's so yeah. funny, and like he feel. Oh man! Like he's just like it's so natural the way he like act. It didn't feel like he's reading dialogue. It just felt like he was like being that, that guy. Him. Yeah. So yeah. I wrote it down like the first time you see it, I was like, Rick Moranis is hilarious. And then like the second time, like where he's at the party, he's hosting. <laughs> like I was like, I was Did laughing out loud. Hot, he was hilarious. Oh, I wish he didn't stop acting because I don't have any friends. <laughs> he, he did because of family issues. Oh, I know. Uh, I, I, know yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know why. Yeah, I know no, why. I know why he no. stopped. Do you know who originally was supposed to play that part? No. John Candy. Yep. But he turned it down. Uh, there, there was like a scheduling conflict or whatever. But he was going to play it as like the, this German guy with like uh, like small dogs and stuff, and he was going to be a completely different. I can like, see tone. that. I can. Wasn't it for that, Uncle Buck? He turned it down. I, I forget what movie exactly it was, but but there there was something that went on, and, and Rick Moranis came in late to to the show, and uh, well, both of like them are said, in he's, he's a huge part of it. Oh yeah, I mean they they were friends. They were in SCTV and all kinds. Yeah, of yeah. yeah, he was great. I loved. He stole the scenes for me. He, yeah, he was awesome. Jeremy, I like Spaceballs. So. No, that's the one you told me. I have to watch. I've seen parts of it on TV, but I've never. Oh, so there's there's going to be a sequel to this list of Brian's top five for you then? I, oh, I had yeah. it written down the thing because he uh, okay. he said Spaceballs when uh when we first started talking about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, overall I liked it. Spaceballs. I wish there was a TV show, and uh, I'll see the new one. Really, we should just I, hook Jeremy to a chair, what like yeah. like what Alex from Clockwork Orange, right? With those oh, with things. Right, yeah. and then we should just make him watch like all the Mel Brooks movies, from yeah, you know, Young Frankenstein. I yeah, but I'm talking Blazing Saddles. I'm talking Spaceballs. I'm talking Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, you know, I'm talking Silent Movie. Uh, you know, I'm watching I, Blazing Saddles after this over my second cup of coffee. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You guys have seen everything I've seen, so I don't think there's something I can make you guys do. Well, Jeremy, you're still not through the list, so I wouldn't worry about no, it. I'm not. I'll have to figure out what I'm going to I'm slowly compiling so, uh, a list of five movies for Jeremy to watch after. Maybe I should make it ten yeah. since you're going to – after you finish yours. You know. I will no. take four years to finish that. Yeah, yeah. Ten movies? We, we've gone through, what, two, three things on the, three. On the list of ten? Conan, <laughs> uh, the first one. I don't remember <laughs> – Conan. Conan, yeah, Conan was, Conan was the, the second one. one. I think Conan was a no. Oh, Clerks. I watched Clerks. Yeah, Clerks was the first. Clerks was the second. Conan was the second. Clerks, Conan, and then okay. this guy. So I got seven more did down. You watch seven down. Did you watch Top yeah, Down. Seven to go. Not yet. No, I was gonna do it, but then I was alternating because that was one of. Ray's you yes, go back. No, that was one. Of mine. I was. I've been bouncing back. And yeah, forth. you got to go back to Ray's list now. Yeah, so I can watch Top Gun this week. Um, and the new one has Miles Teller. That's what I'm saying. Like that was one of the reasons I put Top Gun on there. It's just so that we can like arm wrestle you into going to see the new one when it comes out. Oh, I want to see the new one. I like Tom Cruise, and I like Miles Teller. So I'll see anything with him in it. You Miles Teller, I like. You should leave Goonies that there. Goonies next. <laughs> I do pirate references. All right, so know, that's I it for Goonies and Monster Squad on my list, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Did. Oh, good luck, enjoy. What, like <laughs> just finding it or watching it? No, you, you, they're both really easy watches. I got to be on everything they're, they're, I put on there. They're very easy. easy, enjoyable watches, and they're really good. Have yeah. you guys watched Tree of Life? Tree of Life. Uh huh. What Brad kind Pitt? of crap is that? I'm, it's amazing. What? Who's in I it? I think like, you guys should have to watch that. In retaliation for making you do this. Tell, tell you what, Jeremy, if you get one movie done a week for the rest of the Ray and my list and don't miss any weeks, I'll watch your damn movie. How's that sound? Tree of Life. All right. You can't miss you can't miss a week. One movie a week. And if you make it through that gauntlet, I will watch your Tree of Life. 
Oh, is that that? Okay. Yes, I know what you mean. It's 139 minutes. Yeah. Okay. This is the movie that a whole bunch of reviewers said, why was this even made? But go ahead. Yeah. Thanks for that, Jeremy. It's great. great. I love it. You're just going to like, it's a vibe. It's a vibe movie. All right. Um, Yeah. So that's it for the name of the segment. Insert here, editor. Um, Put them in the footnotes. Dave and Ray and Brian by extension. Oh yeah, Brian. Wait, do you um cosplay as a Ghostbuster? Mm, yes, no. Not any specific Ghostbuster, but oh, okay. I do have a flight suit. And that's Okay, really I was just I, I was just I have curious, one of the I have one of the proton packs from the from Spirit Halloween store, but I haven't modified it yet. It's literally still in the box over there. And I bought one of the Walmart ghost traps that has the foot pedal. Hell yeah. You know what? It's about the but it's about a- the um the energy, not the prop. That's what I always said. All right. Always. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for wait, did you guys read the question I put? Yes. I All right. Do you think I'm looking at you disappointingly, even though you're not looking at me. Um, I'm the associate professor of archaeology, uh, and I have a because I'm not I'm not tenured yet, like Ray. You know, this question there, is anthropological, not archaeological, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's I'm a <laughs> I'm a sociologist. We're looking at you know. That was my first major, by the way. Anthro. Yeah. I really? know an anthro major. They killed themselves. Wow. I'm just kidding. They He's one of the weak. <laughs> uh, hot takes already. That's what I wanted. Let's go. Um, this is my. This is Jeremy's quality query. Since uh, we don't have Ray's quizzical. I can't believe you didn't make me say because you forgot what it was already. No, I have. A, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay. Oh, so you actually use your notes. Oh, okay. I make notes for most episodes um, in yeah, my notes But you don't app. look at them. You make me say it. Yeah, but I like it when you say it. I just like how it rolls off your tongue. Wow. It's real tongue. slick. Yeah. Um, ugh, <laughs> slick tongues. Um, all right. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts like during the week because I spend a lot of time, like oh, a good amount of time driving and I'm alone. And you can't listen to music for super long um i can't while you're driving of it, but, uh, go ahead. but i like listening to podcasts um but yeah so they were talking about i can't remember which one it was but they were talking about like what is a gamer and i was like what is a gamer like because it used to be like almost um derogatory like fucking gamer what are you gamer fucking eating cheetos and mountain dew in your basement you gamer but now like literally i pretty sure like everyone's a gamer like at least people play games on their phone unless you don't consider that a gamer i don't know that's what i kind of want to talk about like yeah. mobile fortnite blah 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 whatever i, so I, I think a gamer is somebody who enjoys games i think there's a lot of other labels that could be attached to that like a tabletop gamer a video game gamer a mobile gamer i'm not here to to you know like be the the troll guarding the bridge the of welcoming into the gamer verse you know what i mean so yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that nice. you know I, I think it's uh, like if you self-identify a, a, as a gamer then uh, then you are one yeah. you don't think it's kind of weird though because like no one's like hey i'm a movier or i'm a te- televisioner uh, no they say i'm a movie buff yeah or so, yeah, but that's like someone who's like really deep into it. So that's kind of like is a gamer someone who's really deep into games, or is like is my mom or whoever I, my daddy I plays. Think it's like, a, it's a, a a label. I like I said, if you self identify as a as a gamer, you're a gamer. I don't think anybody has to be there to check your knowledge. You know what I mean? If I say that I love movies, I love movies. That's just a different way of saying like I could say movier, but that just sounds like you're you know. Yeah, here's why, short of a picnic, but and just just to say why people don't call it a movie or a TV is because gaming is an active action, whereas watching a movie or watching a TV show is passive. So yeah. you're actively doing something as a gamer. 
you know, that's that, linguistically that's the reason why. Yeah, I'm a watcher. I'm a watcher. See, he's uh, acting. I am a consumer of media. I am a pop <laughs> culturist. I'll take it all. Uh, yeah. What about you, Brian? Uh, I want to know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he woke him out of his slumber. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yes. Um, what about? I, I do, do have feel like to bring up though about this historically. Uh-huh. Historically, okay, gamer is a newer word. Um, it's a newer type or phrase. Um, when in the before times. Uh, people used to play magic and D&D and stuff. You were a D&D nerd or you were a magic dweeb or you were, you know, whatever it was, it was uh, a negative connotation. Okay. Gamer became a positive connotation after things started hitting mainstream. And the last, yeah, but I mean, there was also the positive spin on that where you were a role player, you, you know, you were a magic player. Yeah, it might not have been gamer like that wasn't the the nomenclature of the day, but but player was definitely you know, I, I you know I'm a Nintendo player, sure uh, or whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I think that it's just a the natural progression is just the getting game in there to to you know you're playing a game, sure you're not playing an instrument you know what I mean. So yeah. I'm not. I, a- I do. Agree. Though anybody that self identifies can just do what they're going to do. Um, uh, some people, you know, some people act like the gatekeepers, which is a good caveat to bring up as well, Dave. Stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm not a fan of this topic because of that, because there's too many people out there that'll fight somebody else who's like oh i only play games on mobile and then that that person will be like well then you're not a gamer and i'm like yeah but they uh, yes they are they're a mobile gamer you know it's there's no no defining quality you know other than what dave said if you except the self-defining yeah exactly except except the self-defining you know if you self-identify as a gamer then you are a gamer yeah, and, and, and like I, I think one thing people have to understand if they're listening, you know, all three people that are listening to the podcast, um, when we're joking around between the four of us about like, you know, Jeremy being completely inept at 80s trivia, like we're not gatekeeping him. We're not saying that he's not a nerd. I mean, he's not, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's, it's good natured ribbing between friends. There's a world of difference between that and, you know, you see somebody with a, Skeletor shirt, and you're going to start quizzing them on on He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah. The don't do that. Just ask them if they're yeah. a fan. Talk to yeah. them. Like, don't don't quiz. Don't judge. You know, uh, I actually see this because we're in Harley Davidson land. A lot of times, I've seen people that actively sell their off brand motorcycles just to get a Harley, so they're not ridiculed in public anymore. Believe it or not, and that's like right. thousands of dollars in a decision to be bullied by. You know, let people enjoy whatever it is that they're going to enjoy. And I don't want this to be an anti-bullying segment and I want to go back to the topic, but that's the truth. You know? Yeah, it is. Unless they're friends of yours, then bully them mercilessly about their love of Booster Gold because Booster Gold sucks. Like monkeys and monsters. He knows. (laughs) I wish we had gotten uh, like a female or a woman, a female, sorry. Uh, a woman on the on the show just because I feel like they get it a lot more like if you're like if they're like I'm a gamer they're like oh yeah well have you beaten Call of Duty on veteran have you beaten yeah I've, I've actually yeah. Seen who that is? I've seen that reflected quite a bit um, in role playing games and tabletop and things like that um, because they might be the only girl at the table or whatever they'll either uh, passively get picked on or passively ignored because everybody's actively trying not to pick on them <laughs> which is hilarious like like when we're playing pathfinder i know liz knows a shit ton more about pathfinder than i will ever know <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah she's like the most knowledgeable as far as as rules and everything and i'm just like uh uh i refer to the expert please <laughs> speaking of liz, yeah, i mean what, what is she well, doing does she want to weigh in on this 
Uh, oh. Hey, let's let's sub someone in. Uh, right. well, I'll be right back. Real, real yeah. quick, while while she while we're we're grabbing Liz, like I I just wanted to, to say that like as somebody who's been to Gen Con and Origins and stuff, I see this behavior a lot with with dudes, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious because either, these are the same guys. That are like, why aren't there any chicks around at these conventions? Because you guys all act like assholes. The fuck out! Like, why yeah. being a dick yes. to them? Like, uh, be uh, you know, have your arms open and accept them all, and, and and you know, let them be a part of the fun. Like, that's what they want. Look, if somebody shows an interest in gaming, you bring them in. Jeremy shows an interest in gaming. Different types, not video. Games. <laughs> bring them in. Right? I'm going to show. That's it. And now you have another person to play with, assholes. Okay? <laughs> so let's see what he says. You guys continue talking. I'll be right back. The, the only thing that, that defines somebody as a fan is, is themselves. If they identify as a fan, it just means they like something. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have this dick measuring contest of who's the bigger fan of whatever. You know what I mean? There are people like I said, that... and we're not talking about that self-ribbing between like groups of friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, Marco. You, you'll always have that. Yeah. You know, Cause it's fun. But like when, when you're meeting a stranger for the first time, it just doesn't make sense to, to shit on them because they like the same thing you do. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, that's one of the things I love about going to like Kevin Smith events and standing in line for, you know, you meet all kinds of fans. You have the fans that are day one fans that are so excited to be going to their first show. And then you have like the, the people that have been going, you know, for, for years that you, you recognize because you see them so often. You know? And then you have the, the, the closet fans that didn't really know they were a fan until recently. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and, and they're all equally valid and they're all awesome to hang out with. Mm-hmm. That's what I like I about that's what I like about conventions, like because you can go to a convention, see somebody wearing a T-shirt, and talk to them about that thing. Or I've I've seen somebody with a pin on their backpack, and I would talk to somebody about something, and just random strangers, you know. And you can have good conversations without um, picking it apart. Yep. I, I was just wondering because like it's like the evolution uh like because gamer like the group of people who played video games used to be a lot smaller but now it's basically i would yeah. say pretty much everybody everybody's a gamer basically so like if a word describes everybody is it a good word to like well, i think that's where you get the sub genres you know like yeah. you, you can break it down into specifics if you want to self-identify as that if you want to just say gamer that's cool but like would you for say me, if, if somebody says that I, I i i'm a gamer to me what I my first instinct would be, oh, what kind of games do you play? Exactly. Because I want to know more about that. There, the gamer is such a wide, like you said, wide category that that I'd like that narrowed down. And there, you might fit into multiple categories. I mean, I play video games. I also play a ton of tabletop. I play role playing games. I play, you know what I mean. So like, mm-hmm. like I could, I could, you know, it, talk about any of those with somebody. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about role-playing games if somebody has no interest in that and they're a video gamer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. I think you need those sub subgenres uh, to, to kind of like focus in on that, that area of, of even, your preferences. I'd even go as far as saying as some people who have not played a game but have read up on all the lore, like there are people who love Halo who have never played the games but have read all the I books. Literally, I just read a thing from a guy from Kotaku who – knows his favorite character he's read the fall of reach like a million times but he's only played like an hour of halo ever but he, yeah. he's a huge fan that's crazy that yeah did you just read that too no i just came up with that no, that's so weird that's that's crazy there oh, he is we have a guest. i have been you, have, you have luxurious locks i knew you were wearing a ball cap this whole time i knew it there's no yeah so did ray tell you what we're talking about no, he told me no. Right, so, <laughs> really? <laughs> basically, um, Brian's looking to get a sex change operation, and he's wondering <laughs> if he should keep the beard after the change or not. No, but uh, we're actually I talking about a um, great career in the circus, but he seems to not want to be a carnage. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot more understanding about PCOS these days that women with beards are more socially acceptable. 
there, there you go. go, Brian. Do what makes you feel good. Uh, no, yeah. but uh, we're talking about um, basically. Uh, I had a question about um, since gamer, like, what is someone's definition of gamer? Since like everybody's basically a gamer nowadays, like, is that a good word to use? And then we were talking about gatekeeping, and then that led into the the tendency for most basically men to uh whenever a woman is like hey i i'm i'm a gamer i like games um and then they have the tendency to be like oh yeah well have you done x y and z like you beat halo legendary do you mm-hmm. play first person shooters what's your kill death ratio like are you a real gamer but like it tends to be mostly with women so we were just curious like what your personal experience was with uh with that i have experienced that across all game formats and it doesn't matter how experienced, how knowledgeable, you are always going to run into somebody who is going to want to mansplain. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, according to my calculations, that's <laughs> correct. It doesn't matter like uh... if, if I have been gaming longer than they have been alive. Uh, it doesn't matter if I have uh, deep insight from people who actually have made the games. Uh, it, it it really doesn't matter. You're, it, it isn't about gaming culture so much as it is about the fact that misogyny is still present in our society. And that was an area where because gaming was so focused in a, a male sort of environment um, and a lot of people who even know the original D&D and the group that played it knows that they were very adamant about all of the characters being male that that the books were written in a male perspective it was a he perspective and uh, the she's were always sort of uh, these sexualized characters or or um, things like harpies or or Naga, or things that, monsters that were sexualized. So it attracted, in the beginning, a certain type of male energy. And when women started to... Backbeards. <laughs> when, when women started to adapt the culture and find interest in gaming, and the game started to change that beginning culture that attracted the misogynistic sort of energy felt threatened. And so I don't think that gaming is, um, is necessarily the problem. I think where gaming started is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Do you feel like it's, uh, changed over time at all? Like, has it gotten better? Um, Yes. Yeah. Because there's a lot more understanding and there are, there has been this influx of other people so that over time you just can't add the, the same ratio of misogynistic tendencies to just gen genuine gamers. There's, there's not enough, Mm -hmm. there's quite frankly, there's not enough assholes in this world to make up for all of the gamers. We're diluting the asshole ratio. Let's go. Let's go, everybody. Um, do you feel like it's still, or do you experience like like more so? Like, I feel like there's certain genres or like types of gaming that are still kind of like not like dork strongholds, but like definitely a lot less people do tabletop or like mm-hmm. uh, board games than video games at this point. I mean, that's changing over time too with the popularity of it like really D and D streamers and stuff. It's crazy how it's blown up. Um, but do you still feel like there's certain areas in which it's an issue? I think that um, probably still the biggest area of conflict, of course, would be first-person shooters. Yeah. Oh, really? And, and fighters. Fighters. Huh. Uh, okay. Things. Uh, there. That is a place where it, I think that attracts a much more technical gamer. Um, And they expect everybody to be a technical gamer and a number cruncher and somebody looking at their FPS and uh, their timing. And that's that's an area where I think um, there that's more elitism. And that's a hard Mm, thing to get into no matter what your gender. Um, But of Mm. course, I would say. If there is 
any sort of game genre um, as far as video games where you are immediately going to be um, verbally attacked for your gender before anything else, it's probably first-person shooters. Uh, outside of video games, yeah. it's... Uh, I would say it's either something like 40K or uh, or card games, like a, like a Yu-Gi-Oh! or, a, or, a, or a, uh, anything like that, so... 40k, I still f- I feel like is starting to get less niche, like with the the deluge of games. As well, that was well always like just the, the knowledge definitely of the, the most popular of the large format um, war gaming that's out well, there. Well, that right was now. always that was always a little bit niche anyway because it's expensive to get mm. into, and you're yeah. required yeah. To, again to not only have a high level of technical knowledge, um, but painting skills. You got to have the time mm. and the money to paint those things. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even consider. Yeah, I mean, if you look at just, just look at like the the Call of Duty uh, tournaments that are going on right now, like the 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 what Call of Duty League CDL. Like, I I don't think I've seen a female player in, in the tournament. And, when and like phase and and all them. Like when why? I was <laughs> doing a lot more first person shooters when I was still. PC gaming. Um, I actually, uh, one of my big go-tos was I was a, um, shit, what the game called? Um, Counter-Strike, Rainbow Six. Uh, no, it was uh, cartoony, had the pyro, the... Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress 2, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Don't know why I blanked on uh, I was I was a hardcore TF2 player and um, competitive. And when I looked for a guild, it was very difficult to find one. And I ended up getting into a pretty good one, um, but it required that I do. I jumped through all of these like hoops. It was literally like I was rushing a fraternity. And when I finally got in, um, I was one of only two girls in the Brotherhood of Slaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were only two of us. Even the name is such and a, it was a Brotherhood. Yeah, I don't like women brotherhood. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm but I'm still friends with head, a lot like, of those guys. And, and it was really interesting because once you got in, once you jumped through all those hoops and you proved that you had a certain amount of gaming knowledge and technical knowledge and a certain level of skill, then you were a brother. It didn't matter. But they definitely like made you do more than like likely what a may a guy would have had to go. I through. have no idea if the recruitment requirements were there for everybody or just to mess with me. And quite honestly, I didn't care because I had a lot of fun doing them. And actually, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about uh, how to play the sound bites inside, how to do the 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 stamps and everything like that. So, and and instead of just being the chick that ran in and put it, you know, lit everything on fire. I learned some skills, you know, I learned how to rocket jump. I learned all sorts of things from those guys, but I still had to be. I'm thinking of what other. Yeah. I think of your comment about like first person shooters and stuff. And I'm just, uh, just off the top of my head. I was, uh, thinking about like my game time playing Call of Duty, uh, Cold War, um, and playing as a woman, um, not me playing as a woman, but imagining playing as a woman. Uh, I haven't heard, I don't think, a single woman, maybe maybe one person. So, like, if you can't even talk, because, like, a bunch of, well, not, I would say 13-year-olds, but I'm sure, like, act, like legitimate <laughs> like, men would do this as well, would be like, oh, it's a girl. Ugh. So, like, if you can't even talk to, like, get that connection with people, like, you're going to have a bad time, yeah. um, even if it's just a trash talk. Uh, so, I like, think there's a lot less talking in general on Cold War, though, just because you don't stay in the same lobby game to game. Back in the day, when you stayed in the same lobby, there was a lot more shit talking, like in between in parties before they yeah. instituted yeah. parties. Halo Two was toxic as shit. Yeah, because yeah, you could so end up that's why they with made the parties, same group basically. of people sometimes for hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually but, a good thing overall for for uh, women, because like even if you have some guy who's a dick, like, you're you're going to be separated in the next match anyway. I have because we definitely played with women. There's no way I played 200 hours without playing with women because they're like oh, yeah, over 50 percent of gamers are women. It's crazy and stuff when I'm playing by myself because usually we're in a party and I don't hear anybody. 
because mm. I prefer it that way. I've heard back when I played, now I haven't played games like that in quite a while, but back when I played, if women did talk, sometimes they would use voice changers. They would use the voice modulating. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that their voice was was digitized. You could tell it was like an effects voice, but it was really probably one of the only ways that you could get around talking to your group and not getting the, oh, it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a question I just thought of. Um, so now, like, I don't know if it's more so now, but I would say maybe like five, 10 years ago when somebody said, oh, that, that girl's a gamer or a gamer girl, they would think, oh, RPGs, you know, th- you know, not FPSs and stuff like that. Do you think that is because the girls were driven out of the FPSs because of the misogyny or just because um, they prefer those games anyway? I think that the environment made it much more difficult to for women to um, incorporate themselves into that game genre. So I think it happened at a slower pace. And I think it's still not quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But it's definitely better. Uh, yeah. Back when I played Battlefield, it was it was awful. It was absolutely awful. But um, now, you know, you can find even a lot of streamers that they don't they don't get as much crap as as I remember yeah. getting back in the day. But it doesn't mean that the balance is as equal as it is in other genres. And I think it's just because it's it's mm-hmm. a slower transition. It's also, those are also games where they tend to attract a certain kind of energy um, where a person wants... Sweat gods. (laughs) They want things precise. That's fair. They want Mm -hmm. things to go exactly as planned, you know? And... um, if you are just learning, you get no leeway. And if you are a yeah. girl just learning, they immediately jump to the assumption that not only do you get no leeway because you're new, but you're not ever going to be good at this because you're a girl. So let's get her out of the game because all mm-hmm. she's going to do is ruin our stats. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't play FPSs for stats. I don't, I don't play a lot of FPSs because there's a lot of competitive and sweatiness that I, I just don't like. I can't get behind that. Like I listen to these guys play Call of Duty in a party, and I'm just like, I, you're not making this well, enjoyable you play for me. Games for different <laughs> reasons. All right. Yeah, I do. You play first person shooters to get hype and get angry. I don't. Well, why do you- I get annoyed when me? I'm. Even when I'm like destroying, like I exactly. could have a two point five KD, and if I get killed, I'm still like fuck. That's <sighs> I don't because I, honestly, I, need that. I don't if want I, to feel if that if way. I, if I had to say there was anything that got me out of FPSs, it was it was that anger, and yeah. it was so sometimes lose me. Sometimes it's nice to feel anger towards something that you're allowed to be angry at. You know what I mean? I guess like, it could be a form of I'm like angry. Yeah. I'm just annoyed or like frustrated with my performance. Um, I just like the fun I get. I don't think the game itself is inherently fun. I mean, it's cool. Like it's very satisfying when you get like a, when you kill like the whole team, you get like a string of like perfect kills or like headshots. Where oh yeah. And, like, your Those little are parts, ding, up. ding, ding. Those are, there's yeah. instant gratification. Those are little bits of, of happy emotions right there. Yeah. But I feel like the biggest happiness or like the biggest, like, like yes like the enjoyment i get from cod is just like the competitive aspect like you versus someone else like and like you know hopefully dominating and like being the best like but that's the fun it's not like the, the fun is winning i guess the thing that that brought that gave me joy in those things was i realized realized was a very toxic thing about me i 
love revenge. Uh, like I do like that. I, I do like revenge medals. <laughs> I, I plot revenge on a level that is borderline criminal. And then I never follow through because I'm just I, I'm inherently you want me a to cut follower. this out so that like you hey, don't get we, we don't arrested. have to talk about this, Liz, because I know there's some conversations that I've had with you about revenge against certain people uh, that we don't want to. <sighs> no, we we don't. Have, yeah, we're we're recording now. We don't. We might not want this on record. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> I have I've, I've scared members of my family when I talked about plans at one point. So we just leave that in the past. <laughs> I, I I think that I, like as far as the 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 fun to anger ratio, I think that's why I like uh, Warzone better because it's not as like, like there's still the tension there, mm-hmm. but it, it's not just a, a constant meat grinder of dying repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So so there's like tension of being hunted and hunting, but not the constant death after death after death that would result in spiraling out into a maddening anger rage. You only have like that brief interlude where you're like, ah, fuck, I died. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you're, you're good to, you know, start over again. That's exactly like, what it sounds like too. <laughs> that was a perfect yeah. recreation. I get that from Smite now. I, I go into yeah. Smite and I, I play whatever sort of deity I want. And then I go and I either blast somebody out of the park or they blast me out of the park and then i get you know i hop into the next match and sometimes i get my revenge and sometimes i don't but it there's there's less um consequence there's less of a feeling of loss and consequence when you do get smote (laughs) that's how i feel about halo multiplayer like the original halo multiplayers um i don't feel wait are we talking about halo yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna hate gameplay June. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I love you, Brian. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I know. I love you. Or am I? I don't know. Brian in the background. They're talking about Halo. <laughs> yeah, he said he knew it wasn't Dave. So. Damn it, Brian. Sorry, it comes up every episode. I think. Is there like a is there like a change you'd like you'd like to see in gaming? Like, I'm sorry. Is there like a something like a change or something you'd like to see like coming in gaming? Like something you'd like to see like maybe male members actually like you know do something about or you know. Honestly, uh, not really. Quite on, quite honestly, most of the male gamers that I encounter don't stand for the misogyny anymore. They will call out their own. There is enough good gamers out there where women don't have as many problems as we used to. And that is, it's a long time coming, but, but it's finally getting there. I mean, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing is perfect, but it is absolutely getting better. So if I could say anything, I would just say to the guys out there who see it happening, don't be afraid to stand up and say something because nothing shuts one of those guys up faster than being called out by their own. And there's a lot more good people out there who will back you up than bad people who will throw more, yeah. you know, tea bags. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel. I feel good about this with our new member. Um, we're going to do the closeout with uh, Liz, I think, instead of Ray. Just you know, <laughs> up a little bit. Do you want to say what he usually says? What does he usually say? Or do say? you want to do your own thing? Deuces. Deuces? <laughs> Meaning he's going to go take a dump. It's <laughs> off of here. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thank you, Liz, for, uh, you know, Edu- well, I feel like it's not, it should be the, the role of like a woman to so, uh, educate us. But thank you for you know shedding some light on something that I don't think any of us have ever experienced. Um, uh, Happy yeah, to give the uh, the uterine perspective. Thank you. Excellent. 
Um, well, yeah, thank you to our listeners. I, I feel like I should do that more often. Thank you guys for, you know, just checking us out, listening All to us three you know, of you. weekly, bi-weekly. Um, <laughs> you guys should have a party. Um, yeah, check out our Instagram, Invite to Party Podcast. I don't know why I said the Instagram first, because the YouTube has more stuff on it, which I slapped. <laughs> there's more stuff. There's stuff uh, on there. You can check out our stuff about. Um, I, I liked all of our videos. Thank you. I, that was I you? Was okay. Yeah, that was the, I was the one. Yeah. <laughs> in the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm going to get more regimented in my, my schedule. There's four views that. on the podcast. Every one of our videos has one like. Yeah, that's, that's how good it's <laughs> going for us. Yeah, the first one is three. Thanks, for, right. thanks you our listeners somewhere. for watching and for listening to the podcast. Peepie started somewhere. Look at him now. Well, well uh, it, I, some of our videos have two views because I fell asleep and I had to start over again. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Damn. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, uh, check us out every Wednesday. Um, check out the the YouTube channel. Uh, there'll be more stuff on there. You know, as we as we move along. Right now, it's just come a lot of stuff on the podcast. Yeah, uh, come to the Discord. You can talk to yeah. us. Um, we got guilds for like Final Fantasy. We got groups for CTs going. Um, once Halo, even I hang we'll out there. Liz is there. You guys can you know. Ask her. Well, don't. There's ask a robotic version of me that hangs that. out there because I'm. Yeah, I'm, Robo Dave yeah. will ban you um, and yell at you if you post too much. Uh, I love Robo Dave. That's I love that. I was so happy when I made that picture. I was like, this is perfect. When I, you made that, I'm like, Dave's gonna made. fucking get mad at you. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever should. made. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so don't anger Robo Dave. But yeah, you come hang out with us. There's always something going on. Getting groups for games, whatever. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and thank you for coming to the party. Peace. Bye. Later, yo. Is that your sign-off? Is uh, Chewie just eating the mic? Oh. oh. <laughs> Poop. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. Oh. Now Ray needs to pop up out of the back and go, deuces! And then just... uh...